welcome back to the Mountains in the Sea, where we find the highs and lows of each and every Prince album every other week. I'm Christy. And this is Josh. And we're so glad that you're back with us today. Today, more Sign of the Times coverage. What because... else would we be talking about? <laughs> I mean... We're going to change the name of this podcast to <laughs> The Mountains and the Sign of the Times. <laughs> Well, today, today, we are talking about an after show. That's right. That's right. Prince did an after show in the early morning hours of June the 15th, 1987 at the club New Morning in Paris, France. That is true. Yes. He played this venue three times. Mm -hmm. This was the second. The first time was August of 1986. Yep. For what looks like an after show, mm-hmm. and the third and final time was July of 2010. He played for nearly four hours yep. that time. Yep. Just a machine, man. Yeah, I think uh, his love of Paris and France came from shooting Under the Cherry Moon there, mm-hmm. and during the parade tour. Stopped there and did that after show in August of 86 and then probably made a point to go back in June the following year. Mm-hmm. That's right. And of course, this is following a tour stop on June 14th. <laughs> that was going to be my one of my next points. <laughs> oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Right ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> he played a 90-minute show, mm-hmm. arena show, on June 14th starting, well, it was scheduled to start at 8.30 p.m. There is... Not a notation on Prince's fault to tell us when it actually started, but it I was would a... say that Prince standard time is minimum one hour after the publicized date. Right, and Madhouse opened for them. Right, with a twenty-minute set. Yeah, before the arena show. Right. So it was Madhouse played a 20-minute set. Yeah. Then a lot of people from Madhouse also stayed on stage for the whole Sign of the Times concert. Then they came to New Morning. They did a 90-minute sound check mm-hmm. before they got started at New Morning. Madhouse played a 50-minute set. And then Prince went on sometime shortly after 3 a.m., that's right. And that's the part we're covering. Yes. Uh, because Prince was not on stage for either of the Madhouse shows. I guess we could also say the reason that we selected this after show was A, to just give a more complete picture of the Sign of the Times era. The Super Deluxe Edition set is incredible. It's awesome. But unfortunately, we got two concerts with it, essentially. Mm-hmm. One actual show, and then the Miles Davis New Year's Eve show. Right. We already had the Sign of the Times concert film, which was basically a documentary of the concert. Relatively speaking, there's a lot of Sign of the Times concert audio officially released. Mm-hmm. What did not get released is any after show right. whatsoever. And this one in particular... I wanted to cover because it's one of the first Prince bootleg recordings I ever got cool. as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I actually had not seen the Son of the Times film by the time I got this really? after show. And it was so unique and so different. I was like, is Prince changing? Is he going to, is this his new kind of music? Because it's mm-hmm. all very, you know, kind of a little laid back, casual mm-hmm bluesy, kind of funky, but it was different than anything that I'd ever heard him do before, certainly on record. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wanted to be able to share that with you, the listener, and also with you, my wife, because I don't think that you had ever heard this at all. I had not. So yeah. Um, And the the first, when I got this as a teenager, I was probably, I was probably 14 years old, I would say. (laughs) And the cassette copy that I got, almost every song was mislabeled, had the wrong name, <laughs> which I guess you could understand without you right. know the power of the internet to research and all that kind of stuff. I'll mention some of the names as we go through it, but I was like, what the heck is this song? And it was only, you know, decades later that I found out, oh, well, I've been listening to this thinking it was called this and it really wasn't this. <laughs> so let's relearn it. <laughs> yeah. Before we get to the music, mm-hmm. the name of the club, New Morning, is in English. Oh, I didn't it's realize that. It's not in French, and uh-huh. we're just translating it to New Morning. It, 
the actual name of the venue is New Morning. Okay. I did oh. I did look up how many people it held because mm-hmm. uh, I was curious because it does sound very intimate. It's This is a audience recording. Yes. Um, which oftentimes I just absolutely love because it is the sound that you would hear if you were there. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect. It's raw. You kind of find a little bit of delight in the imperfections of the recording. All oh, this one's pretty steady throughout. Yeah. Um, it's a decent quality recording, but obviously nothing that came from the soundboard at all. Right. But it also sounded very intimate. Like there's just a handful of people here and the club held about 500 people from mm-hmm. what I read. Yeah. And it looks smaller than that. I think I saw pictures oh. on Yelp, I think. And the pictures that you see in the venue are uh, 500 would be pretty packed in there. I think. Pretty tight. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. How would you compare it to um, what's the place where we saw Jamie Lydell and Bernhoft in oh, Austin? That's uh, what I had it pictured in my head, but I never saw. Before, after they remodeled it. Uh, after. <laughs> About the same. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's the name of that place in Austin? Antones. No, Antones is the place where we saw the revolution. No, we saw the revolution at, it starts with an E. No, it was Emo's that we saw the revolution at. Correct. That's right. You're right. Which is pretty large. Yes, much so, larger. Yeah. Holds a lot more people. Oh, yeah. Antones is tiny. It used to be a dive. Now it's beautiful. Yeah, in a few years, I'm sure it'll be back to the way it was, where <laughs> the entire floor was just a, like a flypaper. Sticky, nasty mess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the New Morning Club yes. was founded, established by a woman named Elag Farhi. I'm glad you have to say that, not me. <laughs> she founded the club and ran it until 2010, and she was in her late 80s when she passed over the operations of the club to her daughter. Oh. Yeah. When you said passed, I was like, oh, no. No, no. She she did pass. She passed in like oh, 2019. She oh. But she worked at running her club that she loved until 2010, and she was like 87 or something like Good that. Good grief. Really, like, I'd like to retire long before then, please. Me too, especially if I was in an <laughs> industry that doesn't start until midnight. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then the drummer. You want to talk about the drummer? Yes, Dale. Yeah. I know Dale. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't you know, know Dale. of Dale. I know of Dale. <laughs> yeah, that was unique about this show. Sheila E. not present. Mm-hmm. Don't know why. Because you know she had to be there for the, the, uh, tour, stop. the tour stop. Yeah. But Dale Alexander filled in on drums. And that was one of the things, not that I dislike Sheila E's drumming at all, especially during the Sign of the Times and Love Sexy tours. Awesome. Mm-hmm. But I always thought, and I don't know if it's just the nature of the recording that's got like a little bit of a heavy bottom to it because it's an audience recording. But I always thought the drums during this show were so great mm-hmm. and one of my favorite things to listen to. And it drives the whole show, which yeah. is awesome. And I guess that was one of the confusing things to me also as a kid listening to this is I had no idea right. who this band was or who was playing. And it just sounded so different. But that's one of the main reasons, for, of course, right, is that it's Dale Alexander on drums who played all the live sets for Madhouse. Mm-hmm. Played for Prince in this mostly kind of laid back, pretty heavily improv, I would say, set. Yeah. Levi Caesar Jr. on bass. Dr. Fink on keyboards. Atlanta Bliss on Atlanta trumpets. Bliss and Eric Leeds on uh-huh. horns. Yeah, that's it, right? I think so. Although I do think <laughs> that there are some call outs that maybe there were others there too. We'll mention that. Okay. But those are the ones we know who are playing instruments on stage. Okay. Oh, and Prince, too. He was there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and did you read about Dale Alexander's relationship with Prince? I did not. I went to his website, which Uh you had found first, Uh but did not see that. He was in 94 East or 94 East Street, depending on where you read it, with Prince and Andre Simone pre-WB. I did not know that. 
That is some good knowledge right there. Yes. I had no idea. I love it when I can have something new. Oh, wow. So if you go back and listen to one of the 994 East releases (laughs) that have the same songs on them, he Uh is playing drums? That's according to his website. He was in 94 East with those two gentlemen. Wow. And he's currently a songwriter, a musical director. He was the musical director for American Idol on tour. Didn't know that either. And he's a pianist. Okay. And he's once again living in Minneapolis. He moved away from Minneapolis for a while, and he's currently back there. And he was in a ridiculous Prince-directed short film. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hard Life. Of all the things you just went through, I had to see and watch the most (laughs) ridiculously dumb thing. That's the only thing I saw and visited. Okay. <laughs> That's my luck. Yeah, well, yeah, it had Jill Jones in it and Cat Glover and Eric Leeds and Prince directed it and it's just silly and it's got some Madhouse songs in it and it doesn't it wasn't it misdirected by yes. Prince? I mean, at least they're honest about it. <laughs> yes. There are so many examples of why I'm just not into videos, and <laughs> Prince videos, and uh, that is probably a cornerstone of my argument for, I mean, like, the guy never rested, right? Right. But, but I imagine what else we could have had if he had spent the time that he spent making these dumb videos <laughs> and just made more music. <laughs> or if he'd gone ahead and made the videos but hired a professional director. Yeah, or like, yeah. Had or professional some, actors. Uh, yeah, or had some <laughs> concept of a budget. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, man. That's fair. Okay, well, now that I whoa, dropped some knowledge on Prince. You sure did. You dropped some knowledge on Prince. No. You dropped knowledge about Prince on me. Yes, I meant dropped the knowledge on Josh. Right. And I got confused. Yes. Yes. It's later in the day than we normally record, so I'm a little punchy. <laughs> We start drinking in our house by 3 p.m. So, shall we talk about the music? Yes, because I did listen to all of it. (laughs) Probably a bunch of times. Yeah, many. Yeah. Many, many, many. So we start out with Purple House, also known as Red House. Yes. But whenever Prince does that, we call it Purple House. Yes. (laughs) uh, I've got a color argument there, but we can... Continue. Okay. You're right. So it was a song that Prince frequently covered. Right. Of Red House, 1967, by the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Prince contributed a version of this song to a tribute album called Power of Soul, a tribute to Jimi Hendrix. Yep, it came out in 2004. mm -hmm, That was the first time that he had recorded Red House slash Purple House for... An intention to release. Gotcha. Yeah. He played this live at New Morning the first time that he was there Mm -hmm. back in August of 1986. Yeah, this starts off, and I guess you can tell that Prince has taken the stage because the crowd kind of goes crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. I also think if you go back and listen to Red House. Or even Prince's cover version, Purple House. This one starts off kind of unrecognizable Mm -hmm. uh, at the beginning if you compare it to to those. The studio versions are much more slow, though equally as bluesy. um, Just a much slower pace, like very deliberate on the... uh, Studio versions where this, again, is a live show and just seemed a little more upbeat. It's a little looser. A little free. Yeah. It made me wonder if anyone in the audience really recognized this song or they were just going crazy because Prince was on stage. Probably. Yeah. So 
Here's my color argument. Okay. While the song is titled Purple House on Prince Vault and it's titled Red House on my bootleg. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think either is right. Okay. Um, you know, the song starts with a guitar solo and at two minutes and 31 seconds, Prince starts singing. Uh-huh. And did you hear what he says? It sounded to me like Beach House over yonder. You're very close, but you've got to remember the era that we're in. Sign of the times. Oh, Peach House. Peach House over Peach. yonder. That's where my baby stays. Much more on point with this era of Prince's color infatuation with him singing Peach, and I firmly believe this version is Peach House. Okay. Not red or purple. Oh, that's pretty cool. I think that's my best point I have for the entire podcast, so thanks for listening. (laughs) You can find us on social media. Yes, you can. You can find us on Facebook, the Mountains and the Sea of Prince podcast. You can find us on Twitter at TMATS, T-M-A-T-S podcast. Or you can send us an email, podcast at gmail.com. I, yeah, you can find us there. But oh, I, have, I have more points to make if Josh does not. So no, there I are do. more things to talk about. I've got but. points to make. That was just my... I think that was the last thing I did was went back to listen to that. And I was like, he's saying Peach House. He is saying Peach House now that you say that. Because I was like, it sounds like Beach House. Like, that's a thing, like, too. Yeah. Well, that's why that's why I went Beach and not Peach. But yeah. you made the connection. I could not. Good job. That would be quite a vacation thing to be <laughs> at a beach house and... In knowing Paris. that's where your your baby stays and uh-huh. something's wrong because the kid yeah. will not open the door. Yep. Uh, yep. I kind of enjoy the feedback a little bit just because yeah. it gives it that live, intimate feeling that you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if it's just the feeling of getting to hear something that. You weren't meant to hear. Uh-huh. It's a little forbidden, <laughs> forbidden fruit. Uh huh. And also, like I said before, just very raw. It's nothing that anybody went back to edit or trim down or overdub. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of you get what what the people there got. Um, and it was a you know each of these after shows is a is a one time thing. So it happened and was gone. Right. So the fact that somebody captured this is still really amazing. Yeah, kind of magical. Yeah. Yeah. Not in the woohoo magical that Prince didn't like people talking about his music is magic because he worked really hard and he's like <laughs> it's not magical I made it sound this way because I spent an inordinate amount of time on it. Yes, but that's what makes each recording Special to have, especially now, because they'll never happen again. Right. Exactly. There's a trumpet solo at three minutes and 33 seconds, which Mm -hmm. uh, I don't recall Jimi Hendrix having. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, And I love how it ends, too. Five minutes and 10 seconds. It's a very classic blues ending. And then the crowd cheers. Yeah. Those instruments are so messy. Yeah. Yep. Fun and it just kind of like blah, blah, falls, apart. falls apart all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah. And then are they sitting? Because somebody yells, Get up! Get oh. up! I don't, I'm that's like, not what I heard. Oh, what I did have, you hear? I hear, you know it. Oh, you know you it. You know it. Oh. But I could also be wrong. I'm only hearing, you know, I hear the things that I heard uh, that I listened to a hundred times as a kid. So hearing it differently now is very difficult. Like when I heard Peach House, uh-huh. that's hard to get into my head. Yeah. You know, after hearing it for 40 years or 30 years, yeah. you know, listening to it. Right. Um, but I heard... I don't know if it's Brooks or Wally, uh-huh. who I think are there yeah. also, um, saying, you know what? Oh, I thought he was telling him, get up. Get up. Get up. We'll have to go back and listen to that together and see. Yep. Then we have 
I Got My Mind Made Up. You Can Get It, Girl. Yep. A cover of the disco song by Instant Funk. I had never heard that before. Which is an awesome name for a band. Instant Funk. It's like, just add water, Instant Funk. That's right. They're like the Chia Pets of funky music. (laughs) I was thinking Sea Monkeys, but sure. Oh, yeah. Sea Monkeys or Chia Pets. Mm -hmm. Chia Monkeys. Chia Monkeys. Self-titled album from 1979. I had to go and listen to that because I did not realize it was a cover song. Never knew it until I started looking at Prince Vault about the songs that were played. Did not. I thought this was a... It almost sounds like uh, Satisfied. Let's Get Satisfied oh, yeah, from a George bit. Clinton album yeah. uh, on Paisley Park Records, yeah. which I always kind of thought it was. Mm-hmm. But now I know. No, no. That song was inspired probably by this one. Yeah. Yeah. Starts with Prince asking the audience to uh, teach him some French. Yes. That's a good word to teach him. Encore. Encore. (laughs) Yeah. So teach me some French. Encore. Only one song in and the French crowd is calling for an encore already. (laughs) Well, because it's been a long night for him. He could have just gotten up and sung one song and left. So they're asking for more. So they teach him encore, and he teaches them B-flat. B-flat. Yeah, he starts the song. I wondered if he changes the key. Like, he Mm. starts it with his guitar, and then he says Mm B-flat, and then it changes a little bit. So I wonder if he played it and changed his mind, or if that was just like a chord progression, or what it was. I don't know. I don't know. 51 seconds in, though, after the drums have kicked in, there's some chicken grease rhythm guitar that starts there, and it's just super fun. This is where I started getting really excited about hearing the drums. Mm Because it's just very, it's just such a different sound. You know, all, I mean, of course, every musician has a, a hallmark kind of and uh-huh. Dale Alexander's fingerprints and drumsticks are all <laughs> over the show. Uh-huh. But at the same time, Prince has this amazing control of the band. Yes. That even though this is loose and relaxed and so what if there's a little bit of feedback even after 90 minutes of sound check sound check and an hour of madhouse playing this band is tight yep they're listening they all had to listen carefully yep is it a minute and 21 seconds is a good example of that where Mm -hmm. prince calls out horns come Mm -hmm. forth Mm -hmm. and atlanta bliss and eric Leeds have a saxophone trumpet portion Mm -hmm. there and he kind of called prince calls him off too like at a minute and 31 seconds he just does a simple uh and it's like a signal to eric and atlanta bliss to stop playing yeah and i went back and listened to that a number of times just like a uh yeah, super cool. It's very cool. Yeah. I thought this was just such a simple song. Uh, I got my main, my mind made up. Come on, you get it. Get it, girl. Anytime. Tonight is fine. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know the whole song. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's almost the entirety of the song. As it was originally recorded, and that's all Prince sings here. He's just really simple. I'm wondering, do the French people know this? The song? Yeah. I don't know. I, don't I wouldn't either. I wouldn't have known it. I but, wouldn't either, but, but it wasn't that you know, old of a song uh-uh. when it was played. It was, you know. Yeah, it was less than ten years old. Yep. Mm-hmm. So maybe. But maybe. It's hard to tell. Yeah. There's some uh keys in the background at like Five minutes and 19 seconds. Six minutes and 39 seconds. 
7 minutes and 49 seconds. That have this, they're kind of a watery organ sound. Mm -hmm. And it's very much sounds like Sign of the Times to me. Ah. Just the way that that's kind of going on in the background was similar Mm. to what they did in the concerts. Okay. So I thought that was pretty cool. I have a similar point, but further back, like at two minutes and 48 seconds, mm-hmm. Prince calls out, Fink! Yes. Fink! And he never calls him Dr. Fink in this entire show. No. Which makes me wonder if he's like, you know, moving on from the revolution you know, stuff, uh-huh. even though Dr. Fink went by Dr. Fink and stayed with Prince for a couple more years after this, but the piano solo from Dr. Fink, I thought also sounded very underwatery and mm-hmm. kind of space-ish, mm-hmm. and, it it made, on for a long and it made me think that it sounds very much like uh, the keyboard solos from Renato Netto during yeah. the One Night Alone tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and for that matter but um yeah yeah again there's just something about the drums on this song i just love them so much i think dale alexander was a great drummer for prince even though it was short-lived uh would have loved to hear more mm-hmm. maybe even some studio work would have been really fun yeah Did yeah you... there's like at six minutes and 54 seconds there's these complicated uneven sort of drums mm-hmm. like it's an unusual sort of drum pattern yeah it was so captivating yeah yeah i can just i could just listen to just the drum track from this whole show and i would be fine <laughs> which is amazing they work in elements of Madhouse 9, starting around 6 minutes and 45 seconds, mm-hmm. with the synth and the pad background, and the horn parts are all there from Madhouse 9. Which is really cool. Um, and I think it's a very fun ending, too. Mm-hmm. It's kind of going on and on and on. And again, Prince with Control of the Band. On the on one, the one y'all. y'all. At a minute, eight minutes and 56 seconds. On the one, y'all. Even the, give me two more, boom, 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 boom. Give me three more, boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Give me two more, And it seems like they're ready for whatever... Prince calls out. It's yeah. very, very cool. It is very fun. Then we have Groove in F, including Holly Rock. Kind of? I mean, ish. He says Holly That's Rock a few yeah. times. He says it, but he doesn't <laughs> say it like the song. Yeah. But yeah. Great drums from the very beginning on this one, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my gosh. Groove. Yes. And oh. the band goes. Groove. So good. Groove. With his falsetto, ooh, ooh, at mm-hmm. 31 seconds. And yeah, I found every time he calls out, like at 44 seconds, on the one. And you think it might be mm-hmm. over, and he almost waits until it's not on beat and says, Uh-huh. And it's so nonchalant, and everybody picks right back up where they were. Um, yes. Wow. So fun. Yeah. And the vocals are just kind of nonsense. Yeah, it seems like yeah. they're kind of improvised, made up. Yeah. At a minute and 50 seconds, I told you I was funky on the one, people. Uh-huh. It's fun. And he says something about Dale at that point, too. Dale gonna choke this groove, or Dale gonna do something to this? Okay. And then groove again? Okay. 
he calls on Dale at two minutes and eight seconds to break it down to the ground. Dale, break it down to the ground. Mm-hmm. I thought that was such a great way to tell the band to be quieter. Mm-hmm. Bring it down to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. But he directs it at Dale, and Dale is still playing the same thing. He's really asking the rest of the band uh-huh. to pipe down. And then we <laughs> we get drums and Prince's guitar for a bit starting there. Did you hear? Maybe you did. The audience recording? Oh, no. Oh, Go ahead. At two minutes and 40 seconds. You can tell it's an audience recording because you hear somebody very clearly say, that's cool, man. Oh, no, I didn't hear that. Oh, that's cool. That's so delightful. (laughs) (laughs) Neat. No, I was wondering if you heard what's said at two minutes and 57 seconds. Frankie! Yeah, Frankie! And then there's some goat noises. <laughs> oh, ah. I thought it was a laugh. I thought it was oh. goat noises. Frankie! I don't know. It just made me smile a little bit because Frankie is a name called out on the Black Album mm-hmm. and also very you know indicative of this era. I thought that was just kind of cool. I was going, What? I hear goat noises. Frankie. <laughs> I thought wow. it was, yeah. Well, that makes sense. They kind of are similar. And I was like, it doesn't sound live. It sounds like a sample mm. of whatever that laughing is, but that it's goat noises would make sense. I guess so. Oh, goats. No. No. There's some fancy guitar work at three minutes and 15 seconds. It's so fast. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't even be conscious at that time after doing, <laughs> you know, sound check, arena show, move, sound check, madhouse, then this. I, I don't know. I'm tired just talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then at four minutes and six seconds, he calls out, help me. And I thought he said it egg at first, but I think he's saying at, like Atlanta. Oh, I heard Eric, help me. Oh. Egg, help me. There's a sax solo there with Prince's guitar noodling through the end of the song. Oh, okay. So I think he says, Eric. Eric, help me. I didn't question it when I listened to it again this morning, but when I was listening to mine, or I was listening to it to make notes, I was Uh confused. Oh, and I could be wrong. That's just what I heard. So maybe it was just your imagination hearing eggs. Maybe. Or maybe you were hungry for breakfast. That's possible. That's possible. Then we have Just My Imagination, Running Away With Me, a cover of the 1971 hit by The Temptations. Mm -hmm. He only played this live in 1987 and 1988. My very first note also. Kind of a continuation of the theme of the show here. Very bluesy, relaxed song. First 35 seconds, there's just some nice guitar playing on the intro by Prince. Like an undistorted electric guitar before Prince counts it off. Two, three. Oh, in a whisper. Yeah, barely audible. Delightful. Yep. the crowd recognizes the song because they all go crazy mm-hmm. as the song kind of kicks off and Prince demurs and says "Oh, thank you uh-huh he's appreciating them appreciating him yeah Aww, thank you they appreciate the song selection I guess oh, it's a snake eating its tail of appreciation that's right this was that was another you know we do Time capsules. I think I could have made a time capsule the way Prince thanks audiences during mm-hmm. this era. Because there's, uh, you know, just thank you and mm-hmm. then not waiting for anything. To, like the song goes on and that's kind of what happens here too. But <laughs> yeah, I can see why Prince loved this song too. It's got a very betcha by golly wow vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I went back and listened to the Temptations original song which I had not listened to in a very long, long time. And it started off, and I was like, 
it sounds an awful lot like My Girl, like the very <laughs> same song, just hmm. with different lyrics to it. And that was from 1965. I was like, is this mislabeled? Like my bootleg? <laughs> but no. it was not. Yeah. It was just the Temptations kind of sound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love the intonation in his voice here. It's so nice. And he's singing in a relaxed kind of falsetto uh-huh. and, you know. It's so relaxed. I think yeah. that's what I was picking up on. I said it to myself. You said He does not sing the entire song. He gets maybe, what, two verses into it? It sounds like he's just singing the lyrics he remembers. Yes, exactly. This is just like, yeah. it's so relaxed. It doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. There's changes. There are omissions. Yep. None of them feel intentional. It's just, this is kind of how I remember it. So yeah. I'm going to sing what I remember. Yeah. And that's yeah. fine. And if he had said, I'm going to sing a song by The Temptations and just give you the parts that I know. Yeah. I think people would have gone nuts anyway. Uh-huh. Totally yeah, fine. It didn't matter. So, at 4 minutes and 43 seconds, I still don't know why he he says, calls out. Mm-hmm. Christy has a look like she's about to inform me. But he calls out, Charlie, Charlie. Charlie, Charlie. And I've never known why. Charlie Blackman was a member of the Temptations after the song came out. But so the Temptations kind of had a rolling cast, for lack of a better. It was like the original Menudo where, you know, they aged out, but they didn't age out of the Temptations. They did something else after the Temptations, but the Temptations stayed around. And Charlie Blackman was one of the Temptations around this time, around 1971, and shortly thereafter. I'm disappointed in myself because I knew that the Temptations had like a revolving door of members mm -hmm. and even went to Wikipedia to look it up and did a find on the page for Charlie. And there was nothing except in the annotations at the end was the only place where Charlie appeared. And that's where I quit looking. I was like, well, it must not be what I think it is. I think it's Charlie Blagman. All right. Who was sadly shot to death in an alley outside of his home in the summer of 1991. What? Jeez, Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. Leaving out some details. (laughs) That's terrible. I had no idea. Yeah. There's some crowd jeering and... I think it's Wally that's saying, give it up, give it up. Like he's trying to get the crowd going. Mm -hmm. Give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Another reason why I think that Wally and or Brooks were there at this show. Well, maybe it wasn't, you know it or get up. Maybe it was give it up. At the end of Purple House. I'm sticking with, uh, you know it. Okay, that's fine. You know it. Love at the end, five minutes, where Prince says, okay, girls, you got to sing to me now. Mm-hmm. And it's all very sweet. Okay, girls, you got to sing to me now. Y'all say that? It's very different from yeah. when... Like mid-90s, even your favorite era, gold experience, when he would have girls do something, it was somehow a little more objectifying. Mm, Okay. And here in 87, it's just very sweet. Yep. He gives the girls some oohs. Then he gives uh, the boys a different set of oohs. The boys gonna say... Tells them to get sexy with it. Uh, yeah. It doesn't feel good till you go, mm-hmm. <laughs> get sexy with it. <laughs> feel good till you just go, uh, And then 
very demurred also at mm-hmm. six minutes and four seconds. And on that note, thank you. And on that note, thank you. It's very fun. Yes. Then we have a true little gem. We sure do. The most unique track, yep. I think. Maybe of all. Certainly for this show. Well, yeah. Maybe one of the most unique live tracks he ever played. Yeah. What Did I Do? Correct. This is the only known recording of this song, and it is the only time it's ever been played live. It may have been improvised in the moment, and there was never a recording that we know of. Right. So I mentioned at the top of the pod that a lot of the songs were mislabeled on my original Mm -hmm. bootleg. This one was labeled Wasn't My Faith. W-A-S-N apostrophe T. Wasn't My Faith. (laughs) When that's funny, because it was, was it my face? Yeah, was it? Yeah, was it my face? So this is someone just (laughs) trying to put a name to this thing. Yep. Yeah, wow. So it's got a nice guitar intro, very bluesy, and Prince calls out the key again at 26 seconds. Uh Uh-huh. We and A, children. We and A, children. Yep. Calls which, us bandmates children. And the audience just went bananas for a song they couldn't possibly have heard. Yeah. Yeah. Which no I way. just loved. Yeah. But I think a part of it is also just Prince is a great blues singer, too. You know, he starts off with, I want to know, girl, what did I do? Mm-hmm. I It sounded a little like Why You Want to Treat Me So Bad. Yeah. I thought. Oh, yeah. You know, like a derivative of Mm -hmm. that. Why You Want to Treat Me So Bad, bracket, Paisley Blues Mix. Oh. Close bracket. He's got lots of questions about what he might have done (laughs) to make her treat him like this. At a minute and 26 seconds, was it my cologne? (laughs) Was it my walk? Oh, was it walk? I couldn't make it out. I have a question mark. Was it my hair? Uh-huh. Sha-na-na-na-na. Uh-huh. Was it my cologne? Levi on the bass shut her down. Yeah. Eric, can you help me out one time? Mm-hmm. Seems all very improv. And the questions keep coming at two minutes and 41 seconds. Was it my face? Was it my... Oh, see, I heard it as look at my face, not was it my face. Oh, I heard... Well, I heard all of them as was it. Oh, okay. Was it my lips? Was it my hips? Was it my face? audience goes bananas yeah that's why i thought it was look at look at Mm. my face look at my eyes look at my lips look at my hips i'm going with was it okay four minutes and five seconds sugar tell me what did i do eric leads on the saxophone says, I think I hear a trumpet in here. So it's kind of giving the cue to Atlanta Bliss to, to play some. Mm-hmm. 
minutes and 16 seconds, he continues talking to the band. And I think it's the first call out for Dale, too. He says, Dale, you got to hit that snare. And then as he often did with Eric Leeds, <laughs> shut the F up. <laughs> he gives him, Eric, shut the F up. Just the drums. <laughs> He did that a lot to Eric Leeds. Did he? Yeah. Mm. Uh, at five minutes and 24 seconds, I wonder if you heard what I did when he calls on Levi. I hear Levi fur. Levi fur. Oh, I thought it, I thought it was Levi, sir. Mm. Because he goes on later yeah. to demand respect for Levi. Yeah. Mr. Levi Caesar. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mr. Levi Caesar. Can I get a Mr.? Yeah, you gotta say and Mr. Uh-huh. And then he kind of laughs maniacally. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> uh. Mr. Levi Caesar. You gotta say Mr. Levi Everybody on the one say Mr. Levi Caesar. Come on, y'all. One time, say it. Maybe right there. I keep I keep hearing Levifer. I don't know why. Mm. Just stuck in my head that way. At six minutes and forty four seconds, there's a guitar that sounds like the start of the cross from the concert oh. film. Okay. Yeah. So when we saw the heart, the peace sign, and the cross uh-huh. in lights on the stage, uh, and he also asked Dale, "Open your hi hat a little bit." Oh gosh, I loved that. Yeah. Yeah, and if you listen, you can hear the difference. But if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't even notice a difference. So I don't know what entered Prince's head to say this would sound better with a little more open hi hat Mm -hmm. and to be able to like get it in there. And give direction to a live band member that way is super cool. Yeah. And then he sets himself up for a ripping guitar solo at seven minutes and four seconds. He says, hold some chords for me right here. Uh-huh. Hold some chords for me right here. He just says, keep doing what you're doing and I'm going to solo the bejesus over this. <laughs> Yeah, there are some truly righteous guitars. And it ends with Prince reminding everyone mm-hmm. that he's the best. Yep. Best sugar you ever had. Yep. <laughs> At nine minutes and ten seconds. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Then we have... Mutiny from the self-titled album by The Family. Yep. It was performed often live from 85 to 87 and 2011 to 2014. Yep. Um, I mean, he knows the song really well. He, I think this was maybe one of his favorites that he gave to The Family. I'm cause... still shocked that he gave it away. And I'm actually <laughs> still shocked that none of the family tracks have been released by the estate with Prince's versions because mm-hmm. they're circulating. We know they exist. Many of them aren't in great quality. Right. But Mutiny, I would say, is one of the best songs that Prince ever gave away to yeah, anyone. I and agree. Definitely better than many of the songs he released himself. <laughs> so not only does he know it well, but he plays with the crowd because it starts with just the kick drum. So you have this doom, 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 which could be anything. Right. And Prince says, this is what I hear anyway. And he says it in kind of this goofy voice. We're going to play this song and let you sing the words to it. You know what it is? <laughs> and then gives him no time to reply uh-huh. over the bass, over the kick drum. And he just says, nope, wrong. <laughs> One, two, three. You can't play this song and let you say the words to it. You know what it is? Yeah, wrong. <laughs> and 
goes at least like playing with them, which uh-huh. I think is awesome. Uh-huh. I love it. Oh. So we get the kick drum and the start of mutiny, and we get a kind of an extended beginning to mutiny too when Prince says, No lead line, keep grooving, come on, mm-hmm. and they like play another measure of the beginning of the song. No lead line, keep grooving, come on. favorite moments of the entire show is at 43 seconds the band's playing the opening of mutiny and before prince starts singing verse one he just kind of says as an aside i got it and starts singing like it's almost again like a signal like i'm gonna start singing verse Uh one quiet down yeah which is three words. I got it. I got it. Yeah. That's cool. Oh. I love when he yells for the bridge and then the saxophone sings it. Yes. Yes, exactly. It's so fun. Yeah. I heard bridge in here at minute and 43 seconds mm-hmm. as I heard him say. And he calls off the saxophone solo too at two minutes when he starts singing the next song, the next lyric with baby. Mm-hmm. Just like in this sort of speech scream voice. <laughs> and here's why I think that Wally was there. Cause I think he calls for Wally at two minutes and 15 seconds. Say it, Wally. Say mutiny. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what he says. Say it, Wally. Say it. And that uh, Wally is the one kind of leading the crowd with mutiny. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Prince encourages Eric a lot. You know, he tells him to shut the F up earlier. Uh-huh. But then uh, uh, he tells him, keep blowing. Don't stop. Keep blowing. Get off. Very fun. And then, unfortunately, at three minutes and 28 seconds, he says, kick drum. Kick drum. Uh-huh. And that's the end of Mutiny. Mm-hmm. Although, it just, the beat keeps flowing. Yes. Straight up into Get, Get up. up. I feel like being a sex machine. Sex machine is what most people would know this song as. Right. Yeah. Even though Get Up is really, I think, the... Oh, beginning of the title. Oh, yeah, it is. Get up. Yeah. Parenthetical. I feel like being a uh-huh. sex, sex machine. machine. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, cover of the James Brown single from 1970. Mm-hmm. I did not know that the song was never on a proper James Brown album. It was released as a single. It's a funk staple. Uh-huh. Not on any wow. proper James album Brown. other than, like, greatest hits or the very best of right. stuff. Yeah, it was often performed live. Rolls right in from Mutiny. The audience obviously knows this. Oh, yeah, especially when he starts saying, get up, get on mm-hmm. up. We get some, a lot of band cues in this song. That all seem like surprises. <laughs> or very improv. Yeah. Shut the door right before a very squeaky sax solo. Shut the door. Oh, what did you hear? Actually, what I usually heard was, shut the F up. Oh. But then I listened to it more. This is at 50 seconds. And I'm pretty uh-huh. sure he says, trumpet solo. Oh. Go back and listen. Because I, I heard it as, shut the F up for the longest time. But uh-huh. then listening to it again and again and again, I kept hearing trumpet solo. Okay. I thought I heard, shut the door. Man, we could have some... Com- we could, this could be a great contest. How many <laughs> did, did we Prince get right? <laughs> what did Prince say? Was it trumpet solo or shut the door? <laughs> or shut the F up. I'm taking that out. <laughs> you're you're going to say it wasn't that? I'm saying trumpet solo. Yep. Uh, minute and 34 seconds. Eric, one time. And we get a sax solo. one time. 
seconds and 19 seconds. Fink. Again, mm-hmm. not Dr. Fink. Yeah, just Fink. Fink. Do it to me one time. And there's an organ solo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Parts of what we heard on many of the live shows, four minutes and 26 seconds, Cold Sweat on the Horns, mm-hmm. another James Brown song. And more band cues, five minutes and 56 seconds. He calls out kick drum and then gives us the Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. chant. That is, again, a Sign of the Times staple. Oh, wheel. Yep. Oh. And then he yells, Housequake. And we get the horn parts from Housequake. We get some Madhouse Six mm-hmm. worked in there. Yes, we do. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, more chants we've heard before during this era at six minutes and 34 seconds. Can't nobody F with us. Mm-hmm. And the crowd chants along. And, uh, Shortly after that, Lord Almighty, he yells. <laughs> and then there's a horn line from Love or Money. Yeah. The B-side f- uh, from uh, the Parade soundtrack. The Parade album, I should say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Seven minutes and 55 seconds. He says oh. something along the lines of, Levi, drop one time or talk one time. I don't know which, but we get Levi's bass playing and Prince doing some beatboxing over it. Yeah, some kind of grunty yeah. sounds. Doom, 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 yeah, doom, super fun. Yeah. Levi, drop one time. Come on. Uh, he yells catwalk. He does. Catwalk! A unreleased song, actually. Oh, is it? Yeah, and it's also a band cue. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and your uh, six comes up at eight minutes and twenty-five seconds when he starts singing. People, people, got a brand new dance. He talks about what he's not talking about. He's not talking about the housequake. Uh huh. Ain't talking about the oak tree. tree. That was the Morris Day song that he poked fun of. Uh And he says, talking about the six. Yep. And that's when we get six. Towards the end, we get a lot of the horn parts from It's Gonna Be a Beautiful Night, including the very end. And when he yells, on the one, y'all, and I expect confusion to come right after that because I've listened <laughs> uh-huh. to it so many times. But instead, it's, thank you. Uh-huh. On the one, y'all. Thank you. Huh. And that's the whole show. Yeah, so, so fun. I love the clap your hands, stomp your feet yeah. bit. Clap your hands. Stomp your feet. gets the crowd super energized maybe just to send them home yep you know here wake up before you try and get home at four o'clock in the morning yeah after you've probably been to the arena show yep yeah and this (laughs) and this and now yeah it's been a 12-hour ordeal (laughs) ordeal (laughs) man yep i was like oh thoughtful he got them all wound up prince was nothing if not thoughtful (laughs) 
Oh, what a great after show, though. Yeah, it was so, so different than anything that we heard on the Sign of the Times tour, on the Sign of the Times album. It was like Prince and full funk blues formation with a smaller band, really tight band. Um, Just a really unique show, and I just, I love it. I listen to it a lot. Yeah. um, I was excited to work it in. Good. It's very enjoyable. All right, so that's that's it. Just these few songs. So we're going to make some selections because we do that every episode. We do. We choose a time capsule, something that exemplifies the time which the material was recorded or when it was released, but this hasn't been released, so just when it was recorded. The C, the S-E-A, the low point, the thing that... We liked the least, and then we have the mountain, yeah. the best part, the part that we like the most. These are my rules, so I go first. The time capsule. Um, if you didn't know when this was recorded, the band callouts could tell you. Groove on the one, catwalk, hit me in the back. Mm-hmm. Hit me in the back. Yeah. These callouts were so indicative at this time yep and really pretty well known having been in the sign of the times concert video right yeah so it would help you with that's my time capsule that is an excellent time capsule um mine is just my imagination um since he only played this in 87 88 um And this is one of the earliest, if not the earliest, appearance of this song in a print show, perhaps. Um, I'd have to go back to confirm that, but I just love it. It's very tender. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very sweetly sung. And like you said, it sounds like he's singing it from memory Uh and not worried about getting it perfect. It's more about just sing it, play it, Mm -hmm. sing along, and move along. Enjoy it. Have fun. Yeah. Uh, The sea... For me, it was that there was never any kind of recording of what did I do in a studio and that it was never played again because it was really fun. I would have loved to have seen him flesh it out more, give it... Even just this performance was great. It was super great and super fun and there's a ton of Prince talking and singing and doing all the things. Yep. It's a shame. Yeah. But... Amazing that we do have it. That's to also to, true. Thanks to some audience member. Mm-hmm. My C. I love this thing from start to finish. Um, so there's nothing about it that I do not like. But since you force me to do this. <laughs> do it. Pick something. I'm trying to fall asleep every night and I hear, don't forget you have to pick a C. <laughs> you have to pick something that you don't like or that you like the Sweet dreams. (laughs) Yeah, because that's what I do before you fall asleep. Right. Anyway, what is it? Tell me. (laughs) Damn it, man. Tell us. (laughs) For me, since I have to pick something, it's mutiny. And it's because it's too short. We get like three minutes of it. Everything else is this extended jam of nine minutes, 13 minutes, eight minutes. And we get, like, the one song that is his that we actually can sing along to that he teases. We're going to play this song we sing along to. You know what it is? No, wrong. (laughs) And it is over way too fast. I could have done with a whole lot more of that. Okay. That's fine. Uh, The Mountain. uh, I just really loved the Just My Imagination cover because it felt like such a nice tribute to a band that came before and it was familiar enough that people could kind of sing along but he kind of adds his own twist to it all true so i really enjoyed it for my mountain um i couldn't get past get up sex machine um what a great closing jam it's almost like he took it's going to be a beautiful night and turned it into this and extended uh-huh. it to be this long like party song at the end mixing in housequake and cold sweat and even a little love or money mm-hmm. um, it was just this fun mashup of you know Prince's Idol plus his own songs that had a James Brown kind of feel to them and I just loved it from start to finish that's great I love this whole thing from yeah. start to finish it's hard to pick anything that you don't 
love. Yep. I wondered how you would react to it with it being kind of bluesy and, you know, not a perfect recording by any means, but very listenable. Oh, yeah. I don't mind that. It's not a perfect recording. All right. So what's next time? Next time, I'm afraid we're wrapping up the Sign of the Times era. (gasps) This is it? This is it. And with kind of an outlier. Okay. But I feel like it's worth doing. Taja Seville's self-titled Paisley Park album, which we've touched on a little bit when we talked about Jill Jones and her version of If I Could Get Your Attention, because Taja Seville has a version of it released on her album. Uh Uh-huh. There are just a couple of Prince songs contributions to her album, but she was one of the first Paisley Park signed artists. Fun! It was released in 1987, and I didn't realize that she had background singing parts on uh, a couple tracks from around the world in a day, too. Oh, cool. So I thought, let's try her out. All right. It's going to sound like 1987 from start to finish, I can tell you that. (laughs) Super. That's great. Well, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate that you took the time to listen to us. You know, tell a friend because it's way more fun when you can listen with a friend. And, you know, hit us up on the social media. And until next time, happy poker listening. Thanks for joining us. What's the name of that place in Austin? Antone's. No, Antone's is the place where we saw the revolution. No, we saw the revolution at, it starts with an E, Ernie's. That doesn't sound right to me at all. Okay, it doesn't matter. Well, now I want to know. You stopped us recording to talk to me about it. Now I want to know, because I'm pretty sure I'm right. Gosh. Emos. Emos. Okay, well, I was wrong, but at least I could find it. I knew it started with an E. Ernie's. It's right next to Bert's. (laughs) 